This is Stanley bringing you the sound doctrine of the Bible. Under God, I conducted sound doctrine seminars in 1997, 2007, and 2012. The talks of these seminars are now made available to you in segments. They are for your enlightenment and edification. We continue from what we saw in the previous segment. The Doctrine of the Church First we studied about one God and Father. Number two, one Lord. Third, one Spirit. Fourth aspect of the church doctrine, one faith. That is subject number five, one baptism. With that, we will move on to the sixth subject in this list of doctrinal study of the church, one body. Instead of saying one church, Paul uses the word one body. Yes, many churches, but one body. Now, we are not talking about many churches, we are talking about one body. Leonard Ravenhill has given a definition for the church. No sinner inside and no saint outside. Oh, that's a wonderful definition. Inside the church, no sinner. Outside the church, no saint. There are two aspects of the church we should constantly have in mind. One is the invisible church. And the other one is the visible church. Once again. One is the invisible church. And the other one is the visible church. What is the invisible church? This is the church which God sees as it is. It is the church which God, as God, sees it. Now that's what we have in 2 Timothy, 2nd chapter and 19th verse. The solid foundation of God stands. What is that solid foundation? It has a seal. God knows who are His. Wherever they may be. Whether they are included in the membership of a local church or not. Whether they are openly known as the member of such and such a church or not. The foundation of God is God knows who are His. God knows who are born again. God knows who are all His children. We don't know it, but God knows it. We know it only after they go through certain formalities. But as far as God is concerned, the moment they are born again, God knows who are His. This is called the solid foundation of God. 
Beloved, I believe in standing on the foundation of God's word. I don't want to go here and there because that is solid, sound, safe, secure. So the invisible church is composed of those who are God's according to God's knowledge. Now that's the invisible church. We'll come to the visible church next. This is the church as Christians see it. The universal church, invisible church, we call it invisible because God only knows that. But when we say visible church, that is the church as Christians see it. For example, the church at Corinth. The church that gathers in your home. The invisible church can be called as the universal church. That is what we have in Ephesians. Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And what is the local church? Visible church is the local church. The house church in Rome. And the church in the city of Thessalonica. Now we have two distinctions. You know what we say normally? Spiritual church, traditional church. I tell you this division is absolutely wrong. There is no such thing as spiritual church versus traditional church. On the other hand, Apostle Paul speaks about two different groups. One is spiritual people. The other one is carnal people. That's all. The only two groups that the Bible sanctions that we can call is one is a spiritual group and the other is a carnal group. That's what we have in 1 Corinthians 3rd chapter. We'll read from verse 1, 2 and 3. I, brothers, could not speak to you as to spiritual people but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Why does he call them carnal? You are still carnal because where there are envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal behaving like a mere man? So what is a spiritual church? And what is a carnal church? If there is envy, it is carnal church. If there are contentions and divisions, it is a carnal church. If there are divisions among them, it is a carnal church. If it is a fighting church, it is a carnal church. So what is the spiritual church? They love each other. Fellowship freely with one another. They edify one another. 
we support one another, we bear one another's burdens, they fulfill the law of Christ. So hereafter, don't use that vocabulary, spiritual church and traditional church. We use this word, spiritual people and carnal people. Those who are fighting, carnal. Those who are living in good fellowship, spiritual. This is the Bible. So much of our vocabulary itself is wrong. Because that's why I said this morning, we keep using some words again and again and again, that the traditions become like the truth. Every church has traditions. Pentecostal traditions are there. And there are Methodist traditions. ESA tradition. ECA traditions. Any church has got traditions. Some are scriptural and many are man-made traditions. Now let us bring the seventh church of the revelation before us. What was the first church? Ephesian church. What was the last church? Laodicean church. How do you compare these two churches? Ephesian church lost its first love. Laodicean church lost its total love. How do I say it lost its total love? Christ is pushed out. How do I say that? To the Laodicean church, Jesus says, Behold, I am standing at the door and I am knocking. That means Christ is outside. So whether you are a church which has lost the first love, or you are a church which has lost its full love, Jesus says, I love you. All through the seven churches you see the love of Jesus Christ. He loved the Ephesian church. He loved the Laodicean church. Christ loved all the churches. How do we say that? If I don't love a church, I don't need to write to the church. That's not what Jesus said. He greeted the church. He gave commendation to the church. He gave correction to the church. Every church he gave a promise. The end of every church message it says to him who overcomes, I will give this. Him who overcomes, I will give this. For every church there is a promise. You know, Jesus said that your father makes the sun to shine on the good and the bad and makes rain to shower both on the good and the evil. 
be perfect even as your father in heaven is perfect jesus christ loves the ephesian church and laodicean church because christ loves the church so much and his heart is so much open let us be as perfect and loving as the lord jesus christ that is why from day 1 of my ministry in 1963 by the grace of god i have committed myself for revival in all the churches irrespective of their denominational label because i believe a time comes when there will be revival in every church bridegroom delayed his coming what happened five virgins slept or 10 virgins slept how many of you say five people slept all the ten slept then came a call what was the call behold the bridegroom is coming and immediately everybody got up and put up their glasses and they started trimming their wigs five of them had oil five of them did not have oil all the ten slept in one sense all the churches are sleeping why seven churches ten churches are sleeping but there comes a message the bridegroom is coming and everybody has a time of trimming the wicks the trimming the wicks is a picture of revival so i honestly believe in that there is going to be a spiritual awakening under heaven on the face of the earth in all sections of christendom you know there are various analogies that are given to church in the new testament it's a family what does it mean we should live in loving fellowship with one another number 2 it is a bride that means we should live in purity for jesus christ it is called the house of god or it is called the temple of god that means we should live in reverence for god's presence and it is called the body that means we should live interdependently helping one another for common good i'm going to make some observations which are equally important we need interdependence to be restored to all our churches i will explain why no single church has all the gifts of the spirit please understand that no single church in any locality has got all the gifts of the spirit so we need each other number 2 there are five ministries in the church apostles prophets 
evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So there are five ministers in the church. No single church has got all the five ministers. So we should all work together. Another observation. No single church has got all the revelation from the Bible. So we must learn from each other. We'll continue our study in the next segment. God bless you.